0: Hello, it is Sunday, fun day. Happy Father's Day, June 21st, 2020, the first full day of spring of the year, but you, uh, summer, I mean, but you wouldn't know it here in way too sunny and way too hot Arizona, where we've already had plenty of days up near and even over 110 degrees. Today being no exception. Beautiful day for a dip in the old pool. Uh, but first, uh, or Lastly, before I head inside, I'm going to share a little tip that a uh, lesson learned. And I tuned in last night, I talked about on yesterday's social media Saturday video. Uh, I couldn't wait for the new season of the Donald Trump show to debut. And I had it on an old recording, and I went and watched it. And the first thing that hit me, when they said, here comes Trump, he's coming out on the stage. And I was like, turn to my beautiful white Michelle, I'm like, but the place is empty there's nobody there now of course place wasn't empty and there's plenty of people there but right in front at least the view on the channel i was watching like was a lot of empty space and then people are up crowded against the stage and right behind it but then up in the air and like the upper deck there's nobody up there uh hardly anyone and i'm like what just happened i felt like a bait and switch i was just talking on my video about how great it was for the Trump campaign that they said they got over a million RSVPs, registrations for the event. And what a great data hall that is of all the people indicating interest in Donald Trump. And I remember mentioning that sure, there's gonna be a few people that are actually just going to try and disrupt. And so not everyone they gather on the list is a potential benefit to the Trump campaign. And whoa, I was way off. Because, I mean, you know, I've read some reports now that uh, anti-Trumpers are admitting that they sabotaged the event by sending all kinds of people to falsely RSVP to jack up the registrations and therefore and then to, of course, not show up. And so actually there were many less people interested Trump was going to have an overflow outdoor thing going on and the indoor thing. And I was even saying, wow, with a million registrations, why didn't they get a big outdoor stadium? Well, gee, that's the lesson I'm sharing here is you can't be fooled by almost any of the numbers when you're hosting a free event. Now, I tuned in on some of the news this morning and in typical Trumpian fashion, wasn't Trump himself. I didn't, you know, go to his Twitter or whatever, which I'm sure he did. But I saw a number of Trump apologists, the Trump fans all over the TV who amazingly would not admit that there was terrible attendance at this event. Now, hosting events over the years, especially when I hosted membership events like my Chicagoland Sharpest Entrepreneurs Group that I ran for six years is a membership. Every month people showed up and invariably it didn't matter how many people are in the room. Somebody will come up to me and ask a question about the one person who wasn't there. Hey, Steve, uh, where's Mary? You know, where's Joe? I'm like, there's like 99 other people in the room to go hang with and talk to and get with. Like, you're focused on the one person not there, and yet that's human nature. So I, I said that and always, you know, made that statement. But I always knew that's human nature, is to focus on... Even when it's the old cup is half full thing or whatever, even if the cup is 99% full. Heck, that's how I went through class my whole life. If I ever got like a 99 on the test, I was like, what the heck? What did I get wrong? What's going on? I focused on the the one question I got wrong instead of all the ones I got right. That's, That's one way, I believe, that you improve. You, you know, I took it for granted, all the things I knew. Michael Jordan would take for granted all the shots he hit, but he would say, man, I missed that one shot where I dribbled to the left and I fade away, into, and then would practice it the next day 50 times in practice. Same with Tiger Woods. If he hit one bad shot in a tournament, he'd practice 500 times the next day, hitting that crazy shot that bends over the tree from the... right. He'd hit it over and over. He'd focus on improving the thing he missed. So I'm shocked. Well, I guess I shouldn't be shocked about anything about Trump or the the Trump uh, lovers, uh, but nobody would admit and say, like, yeah, that was really off on the attendance there. We were expecting more people. They were like, all they, can- <laughs> at least the ones I saw, all they kept to doing was not answering the question by deflecting it. Of course, because it's politics. What are you going to do? And when they would say, you know, gee, Trump had a, a really low turnout, comparatively. But you know, the guy goes around saying, I can, I got a million thing, I can fill any arena. I'm going to outdoor this, and then the place is half or three quarters full or whatever. And they were like, well, yeah, but Joe Biden couldn't get many people to fill up his own garage. Okay, but that wasn't the question, right? So if people didn't show show up to one of my events and they go, hey, where is everybody? I thought you're great at promoting and filling the room and getting the butts in seats. I mean, I help lots of people do that for their events. I ought to be good at it. But, you know, not everybody hits a home run every time. And if I screw up, I don't remember ever saying well, yeah, but there's another event somewhere across town with another guy who that's even more empty. I'm like, who cares? Who gives a crap? But I know it's politics and it is a, a one-on-one thing, so it does, you know, I guess it somewhat matters, but it's not the question. And the point is, they should just really just admit the truth. But again, not a Trumpian thing to do to ever admit you made a mistake or you did something wrong or something didn't go well. Uh, and his all his acolytes and his surrogates or followers or lovers or whatever they all say uh, uh, you know they're all on the same page must have gotten together and said, we are not going to admit that we screwed up that there was anything wrong we're just going to immediately deflect and talk about joe biden or something else phil breakfield is here great seeing you um but the the key i'm like not maybe did they not realize it because the real reason is it's the title of this post it was a free event you live by the free event, you die by the free event. So if they would have said, like, let's take a, a a sports team. They sell, a football team sells 50,000 season tickets and has 5,000 tickets that are at the box office for any given game. Uh, and then due to whatever, usually bad weather or a bad team, actually, like right? towards the end of the year and they're in last place and nobody's showing up anymore, you look and the stands look like they did for Trump last night, there's like half full or less, and people go, what's with the attendance? Well, if you read in the paper the next day, or paper, boy, I'm dating myself, you read wherever you read where the attendance is these days, probably immediately on on the internet, um, it'll say, oh, 50,000 people were there. And I remember learning this when I was a kid, look at my dad, go, you know, I, we were at the game yesterday, dad. It was a cold, rainy Mets game, you know, baseball game in early April, and there's nobody there. And they say the attendance is 22,800. How is that possible? And my dad explained to me what the uh, pro-Trumpers need explained to them is that that's called the paid attendance. So those 50,000 pre-sold season tickets count in the official attendance, even though they didn't officially or not officially attend. But they're counting any, quote, paid attendance. Well, when you run a free event, guess what? Guess what the paid attendance is? Zero. So now, if there's bad weather, or you get punked, and you got tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people falsely signing up, or you got some other excuse to say, oh, the protesters, or the, and, and certainly a good one is this, uh, this virus, uh, but that's, you know, Trump's doing Trump spent like a month or two coming out every single day on TV and bringing out his his uh, swamp-dwelling inept medical team to come out and scare the crap out of people. Uh, so it's no wonder the crap is scared out of people, and there's still some people that are deathly afraid of leaving their house. You know, I was brought up to believe love your neighbor. Well, what are you, crazy? Uh, we are all to believe now fear your neighbor. If they're not wearing a mask, they might kill me. Uh, if I go anywhere near them, within six feet, they might kill me. I fear my neighbor. That's, I, I refuse, of course, to live that way, but a lot of people do, enough to put a dent in the attendance at any event. And if there are no paid tickets, see if there were pay, If that was a paid event last night for Trump. Let's say he charged 100 bucks a ticket. Uh, well, then he could have said, we sold out. And for whatever reason, people didn't show up. We still, you know, took in... 20,000 times 100. So we still took in 2 million bucks even though and that's uh, yeah, 2 million bucks even though uh, people didn't show up. Didn't matter. We still took in the 2 million bucks. Of course you would still want the audience there, right? The sports team that's in last place or bad weather still would rather have a full stadium than just say we got the ticket sales. Not to mention of course they make money off the souvenirs and the concessions and the parking and, and all that but they want the the ambiance, the route for the home team, which I could digress to what's happening this fall or in NASCAR or basketball or any of these games that are about to be played with half or a quarter or no audience at all. The Belmont Stakes ran yesterday with no audience at all. I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy. So it's not just a matter of how much money was taken, and it's you want a full audience. And especially when you're running for president and you act like you are so popular that you can fill any stadium – And then the thing looks sort of empty on TV, but that's the curse of the free event, folks. So if you run a free event, I mean, the numbers differ for your relationship with however you got people there, however they signed up to be there, but you certainly can't count on 100% attendance. You likely can't count on 50% attendance. All the numbers gotta be taken with a grain of salt, tested over time, Uh, but realize that if you run a free event, like the trump rallies are free there are so many ways that people are just not going to show up so even if they meant to with every fiber of their being they real people let's say he didn't get punked at all and real people signed up and real people really wanted to go and then they turned on the news an hour before and they saw the protesters coming and they thought well every time there's protesters for the last few weeks the rioters are not far behind i ain't going especially since all the problem with Trump rallies usually happens on the way out when it's dark, right? So people go in, it's daylight, everything's fine, people come out. That's when there have been trouble at Trump rallies. So that could one reason. They changed their mind last minute. Or they could just say these protesters are blocking the road. They did that five years ago here in, in Arizona when Trump got a, uh, hosted a, uh, he came to speak at an event in a small town about 25 miles outside of Phoenix called Fountain Hills, which happens to be the home of Sheriff Joe Arpaio, big Trumper, pro-Trumper. and uh, But there's only one road going from Phoenix to Fountain Hills, so it was very easily blocked. I remember it was a Saturday afternoon, this thing to be held at like 1 o'clock, and anti-Trump protesters just blocked the road and took a while for the cops to even get there to... What, were they going to drive on the dirt? I mean, how did they even get there to break the thing up? So thousands of people couldn't show up. So all kinds of things can happen, in other words, right? When I ran my Chicago line, sharpest entrepreneurs, it's in Chicago. You can guess what happened in the winter. Didn't matter how much people wanted to show up, even if they bought a ticket to an event, and that morning was a big storm. Oh, I'm not driving on the icy roads, or, you know, everyone's stay at home, there's 10 inches of snow, the schools are closed, everything's closed. Boom. So free event. Take it with a grain of salt, you saw it happen to Trump last night. You think you got all these RSVPs, and if you talk a big game and act like you're a big shot because you got lots of RSVPs to a free event, oh, you could be in for a rude awakening when you don't get all those people to show up. However, unlike the Trump world, you might want to be honest and forthright and just admit it and say what I'm saying here is like, man, been there. Uh, man screwed up, and so here's a couple of solutions. You can, of course, charge the event. That's what we talked about. It's the easiest one. So Trump could have said it's $100 a ticket. Well, maybe he doesn't want to do that. Uh, certainly, for I mean, hasn't had him for the last few months, but for years, Trump had no problem filling arenas all over the place for free. So now, if he said, I'm going to start charging, maybe he would put a damper on the attendance, you'd, you'd have more peace of mind. You would know more likely if people are going to pay $100 a ticket. They're a lot more likely to show up even if they turn on the news when they're about to leave the house and there's some protesters coming. They go, yeah, but we paid 200 bucks for these tickets, Mary. Let's get in the car and go and we'll deal with it. Like, uh, you know, take my baseball bat or whatever they do. But they'll, you know, they will much more likely to go if they paid money. Another thing you can do is you can do a seat deposit, a refundable seat deposit. So you can say it's a $100 refundable seat deposit. And then when you show your ticket and you go into the stadium and you show your thing on your phone or paper or whatever they do these days, uh, they hand you a crisp, clean $100 bill or a check that says it's from Donald Trump on it, from the campaign or whatever. And so that's another way of having better numbers in your forecasting to know how many people are showing up. You can charge and give it back, you can charge and not give it back, you can have a refundable seat deposit that goes to a charity. So you can say it's a $100 seat deposit and when you show up that $100 is donated to one of these three charities, choose, you know, check off the box below which one you want to go to. And then Trump is an extra hero for giving the thousands and millions of dollars to charities because he doesn't, and you don't, I'm not saying you need that money, I'm saying if you want the peace of mind, because there's a lot that goes in, If you haven't hosted events, likely you've attended them, there's a lot that goes in to planning for the event based on the predicted number of people who are gonna show up. So I mentioned concessions, for instance, I worked in Madison Square Garden uh, when I was in high school for a few years, so clearly they had to know how many ushers to call in that night, and how many concession stand people to call in that night, they knew from the paid attendance, they were only going to get X number. They didn't open the upper deck concession stands, and they only opened a couple, and they needed less people to clean up after, and less security guards, and less ticket takers. You know, so they're they're planning all those things. So you want to have a grip if you're doing if you're serving any kind of food like I always did in my Chicago and Sharpest Entrepreneur events, of course, we wanted to have a good grip on the numbers. So we would see, you know, 120 people RSVP, and we'd say, okay, make sure we got food for 80. It was a membership group, that was another issue, of course, with ours, is we had a lot of people that would not RSVP, but would show up. You can't turn them away. They have a, they're a member. They're a right to, to come. I would just ask them, can you do me a favor? You see all the food over there? Can you do me a favor? I don't want to have, I don't want to run out, but I don't want to have way too much. Can you do me a favor? and Just let me know if you're coming to the event, and then I can take it with a grain of salt, figure out the numbers, not be off by too much, so I have the right number of people in support, the right number of chairs and tables put out, the right number of all the printouts I had and the handouts for people, right number of rows all set up, the right amount of food and drink and all that kind of stuff for Trump. Uh, He might want to have the right amount of promotion going on. Because if he would have said, man, I know there's a pandemic going on. And I know that uh, since I scared the crap out of all of America, there's still a lot of people with the crap scared out of them that uh, have bought into this nonsense that they are afraid to leave the house. And so that's going to put a damper on it. And then I know protests are going to show up. We've certainly seen over the last few weeks they're feeling their oats. They're definitely not missing this one, and that might turn violent. That's going to turn some people away. So I'm going to promote that. We got a 20,000-seat arena here, and we got plenty of RSVPs to fill it, but I'm guessing it might only be half full. And then when you set those expectations low— then, if anything, more than half people show up, now you can claim it as a victory. So now he could look at his favorite, uh, the fake news back there. Boy, can I not do a Trump, thankfully. Um, uh, you know, he, he would be able to say, see, we got more than expected. So it's another lesson, but you always want to tamper down the expectations the best way to keep people satisfied. I've talked about that on a number of my videos. Anyway, the main lesson is free events. That was the real reason why there was low attendance at Trump's event yesterday, besides all the other factors, is it's a free event. People are less committed to attend a free event, and yet I didn't see Trump, I didn't look to see anything by Trump, but I saw some of his uh, excuse-making, you know, acolyte uh, TV supporters, whatever they call them, the surrogates come out, and not one of them would say, well, but, Mr. Questioner, uh, it's a free event, so it didn't matter how many people we have signed up. You still don't know if people are going to show up. They can watch it on TV. It's Also, it's broadcast on TV, and it's broadcast over the Internet. Another reason. Uh, that's why the NFL has their home blackout rule. I don't know if they still do, but they used to at least have the home blackout rule that if the home game isn't sold out by, like, Friday at noon, uh, it's not going to be shown on local TV. That was an effort to get ticket sales to home games so people wouldn't stay home in bad weather or with a bad team or whatever because the game was going to be on. Oh, no, it's not going to be on unless you sell out, right? So it's another thing that could have been done. All right, uh, let's go. I see some questions, comments, concerns. bunch of people are here. Phil says, event on. Phil should know because Phil was a touring event support person for some of the greatest rock and roll music acts of all time. Elvis, Jimi Hendrix, Three Dog Night. He could tell stories all day. So Phil knows, and let's see what Phil has to share from his amazing wisdom of events. Event logistics, even under the best of circumstances, are at best an educated crapshoot. You know, he could have saved me like 15 minutes on the video, if that's all I would have said. So on that note, couldn't have said it better myself. In fact, I just spent a lot of time saying it, not as succinctly myself. Anyway. Looking forward to the ne- and, and the other thing, by the way, just as an aside to this uh my um expectation my excitement to see the Trump show after months of of it not being on, I was disappointed you know trump 's a little rusty, if you ask me, and he was not in fantastic form and it it fell a little short so and maybe that was helped by not having the the crazy full uh, arena um, however uh To bring Biden back into the picture, that's the reason why Biden ought to get out of that basement at some point and stop just talking to six or ten people at a time because he's rusty. You saw that with Obama versus Romney, I think it was, in their first debate. Obama hadn't had anyone disagree with him in four years. And he got creamed in that first debate. And that, I think, is what we just see with Trump. Trump was way off his game, but he hadn't done one of these in months. So as he now gets going and gets on a roll... Likely he'll be back to his old Trump self, and his campaign team will do a better job of weeding out fake registrations. You can do two-part forms and all kinds. You can check it against databases. There's all kinds of things you can do, and I think they might do a better job of tempering expectations going forward. We'll see. All that remains to be seen, and your humble narrator will be there to chronicle chronicle it all for you that'll do it for sunday funday thanks everyone being here live watch on the replay thanks phil for the brilliant insight and i'll be back tomorrow when i dip into my personal mailbox and i share some advertising marketing and sales tips for you on direct mail monday enjoy the rest of your day catch you tomorrow over and out Bye bye